Thank you so much for joining us today at our Savior's Church, where we are one church meeting in five different locations. And our goal is to help you on your spiritual journey to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference in the lives around you. If you'd like to learn more about our Savior's Church or how to get involved, visit us online at OurSavior'sChurch.com. Let me jump into the message, and uh, I'll just stay by quoting Pastor Jacob. He said this a hundred times through the years. If you don't understand the purpose of something, you're bound to abuse it. If you don't understand the purpose of something, you're bound to abuse it. And I just want to make sure we kind of set our hearts back on the season, uh, the reason for the season. And uh, you've heard that. The re- Jesus is the reason for the season. And that's true. But he would say you were the reason for the season. We would say he's the reason, but he would say you're the reason for the season. And I, I want to just go back a little bit to the Old Testament and, uh, uh, and, and talk to you about this gift that has been given us. Uh, I don't remember, you remember growing up, and this is, this is old man talk here, so how many of you remember growing up where your parents would ask you, what do you want for Christmas? And back in our day, you young people aren't going to understand this, back in our day, there was only one way to really give your parents what you really wanted for Christmas. It was called the Sears Catalog. Come on, somebody, give the Lord praise. <laughs> How many of y'all remember the Sears catalog? Oh, yeah. I knew we could have church. <laughs> and remember what you used to do to the Sears catalog? Remember, you would go to the section, and your parents would ask you to circle. You had no other way of knowing what the, now, now it's different today, you've got, you got social media. I mean, now my kids send links. I'm gonna send you a link. But how many remember, and you remember and you would circle them and then of course you would give that list, your parents would look through the Sears catalog and then they would wrap the gifts and then you weren't sure what was what, but you kind of knew the size of the package that the thing you circled might be. And then how many of you would ever take that gift? Yeah, and you go, I think. How many of you, lie, you lie, you fry, you're in church. How many of you ever opened a gift and rewrapped it? I knew there was some, there was some bad people in Opelousa, St. Landry Perry. Or just tear a little piece, just so you could get in there and then retape that little piece back, just to see if that was it. And when you got what you wanted, you know, the perfect gift. Well, in the Old Testament, there are actually 300 messianic messianic, right? Yeah, yeah. Prophecies about the coming Savior, this gift. Nine of them are actually going to be fulfilled on Christmas. So I want to take you back to, I want to I take you back to a box because Isaiah is actually going to give us a wrapped box of it. And we could just kind of shake it a little bit 
and just talk about this one person that the whole world just revolves around. And this whole season that we're in was about this moment that we're about to celebrate. Just all points down to this one thing. And and here's what I don't want you to do. I don't want you to get so in the trappings that you forget the reason. And it's easy, the reason why they call it trappings is because it's a trap. And, And to teach your children that this is the reason why we're even, isn't it a great, what a great God we serve that it's his birthday, but we get gifts. You ought to give God praise for that. It's his birthday and I'm getting something. But I can, I can just tell, I, I, I won't preach the message today, but I could take you through the entire Godhead and show you how every one of them are gift givers. Romans chapter 12, God, the creator, when he created you, he put inside of you gifts. It's found in Romans 12, six through nine. You can go there. He said, some gave the gift of mercy, some leadership, the gift of giving, some have the gift to teach, some have the gift of prophecy. He said, I'm gonna put a gift in every single one of you. That's the father. The son Jesus, he too, Ephesians four and 11. He would say, he left gifts for men, apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, and evangelists. Jesus gave you gifts to help equip you so that you become mature in Christ. The Holy Spirit, did the Holy Spirit give us gifts? Yeah, 1 Corinthians 12, where he talks about gifts of prophecy, uh, tongues interpretation, uh, words of knowledge, uh, discerning of spirits, that he would give gifts to us, and the list goes on. And now we're going to see this most precious, most special gift of all. And Isaiah is going to describe what the gift will actually look like. And so I want to take you to the book of Isaiah. And I love this. I love this passage. This is a prophetic word hundreds of years before Jesus is even born. And he's going to describe what the gift is going to look like. And he says in Isaiah chapter nine, verse six, for a child is born to us, a son is given to us, and I love this, and the government will rest upon his shoulders. Can we just leave this verse up and let me talk about each one of the the highlighted version. The government will rest upon his shoulders. This is this gift that we are going to celebrate. What does that mean? The government will rest upon his shoulders. If there's ever been a season that we need a God who is, I'm gonna call it a weight bearer or a lifter to carry the burden is in a season like we're in now. Let let me just remind you, and, and this is just off the top of my head. We've gone through this racial and political environment that we're now in. We've gone through COVID, Delta. We've got a new one called Omicron. Omicron sounds like uh, uh, the new Transformer movie. (laughs) Omicron. So we've got COVID, Delta, Omicron, the economy, inflation, crime rates, political extremism, media propaganda, social media conspiracies are being unleashed, the mental health, opiate epidemic. Do you know we've, we've lost over 100,000 people to overdose? Just in the last year, 
food prices, fuel prices, lockdowns, shutdowns, and the list goes on. If we ever needed somebody who was a God that could come and the government rest upon his shoulders, today's the day. Can I get an amen? Everything is changing. The world is rapid. It's almost like it's gone into hyperdrive all of a sudden. Somebody, we need something in our lives that doesn't change. It never, ever changes. It can't be moved and it can't be shaken. We need something that, when, Heidi keeps changing. I gotta have something in my life that will never change. That's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. His word, his word, the scripture says, heaven and earth may pass away, but his word will remain forever. We need something that's sturdy and will not move. And God said, this gift that I'm going to send you is going to be a weight bearer. He will lift up. I don't know about you, y'all can tell I've been working out. Can you? Sometimes in our workouts, I have been working out. I can't get no love at this place. I don't remember, remember when you was bench pressing? You know, like, well, how much can you bench? How much can you bench? Not much. Anyway, uh, you, you, you're, oh, and they go, oh, can you do 150, 175, whatever it is? And they could put it up. They go, oh, I don't know if I can do that. And then they'd say, somebody would come up and say, don't worry about it. I'll spot you. A spotter. Now, once you got a spotter, I don't, have you ever done, I've done it before back in the old days where you're trying to lift so much and you can't get it off of you and ain't nobody there to get it off of you. And then you have to just kind of roll it down you. It's not pleasant, but I'm old now and I don't try to do what I can't do, you know? But how many of you know when you have someone who can spot you, if you got a spotter, you'll try to lift more than you could ever lift by yourself. I don't, you'll get something on there and go, ah! And then they reach down there and they go, come on, you got it, you got it. And they'll put their fingers on it and they'll just kind of lift up just a little bit. That's where we are. We're sitting here going, I can't get through. God's going, no, 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 I got you. Don't you worry about it, baby. Just keep pushing. You do your part, I'll do my part. The government will rest upon his shoulders. He is not fretting. He is not worried. He is not scared. He is not anxious. He is not fearful. That's your God. The government will rest upon his shoulders. And then it goes on to say, I love this, and he will be called wonderful. It doesn't just say, and he will be called counselor. Uh, counselor's not good enough. He needed an adjective to describe the counselor that he will be. He will be a wonderful counselor. I don't know if you've ever been through counseling. Have you ever really sat with someone who was a counselor, who was a good counselor? I think, I think everybody needs a counselor. How many of you have never been to a counselor? Y'all all need to go. I see your hand. You messed up. No, I'm teasing you. 
You've ever gone to a, a counselor? I, I too, I went through a burnout season years ago. Went through, a, I called it a burnout, brownout, blackout, whatever you want to call it. I was out. Went through a season not, not knowing if I was really saved. Was I really called? And I had a, a, a friend who called me and goes, hey, how you doing? It's not good. And then he described what I was walking through. He goes, do you feel this way? Do you feel like... Like, like your, your, your screen door of your mind, the screen has been removed and every thought just seems to hit and land on your head and you can't decipher. I go, yes. Is your heart racing? Uh-huh. And you can't sleep? Yes. And it doesn't matter how tired you get, you close your eyes and your mind never shuts off. And I'm going, yes, 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 yes. And I go, yeah, I said, how do you know this? And he goes, because I've walked through it. And he, then, he, then he turned the tables once I knew, and, and there was the empathy of someone going, I've been there. It's hard to validate that you're not crazy. And then, and then to say, I've been there. I've, let me tell you, now let's start walking this thing out. And said, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go work out in the morning. And I want you to, and he just started, and he called me every single day, morning and night. How are you doing today and I just said I don't know and, and then and he told me he said this is what's going to happen the season will change when is it going to change he goes, it'll change little by little it won't go from darkness to light it'll be like the morning when the rays just pop up and it'll get a little bit brighter every single day and then one day you're going to walk through this season how many how many appreciate someone who's been through something that can help walk you through something Watch this. Let me show you something. Let me, let, let, let me show you. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15 and 16. Now that we know what we have, Jesus, this great high priest with ready access to God, let's not, let, let's don't let that slip through our fingers. Not only do we just have Jesus, but we've got the Father, and Jesus has got access to the Father. Watch what he goes on to say. We don't have a priest who is out of touch with our reality. He's been through weakness and testing. He has experienced it all, all but the sin. So let's walk right up to him, get what he is so ready to give, take the mercy and accept the help. Not just a counselor, a wonderful counselor who's walked through every weakness and testing that we might have. There was somebody, I heard somebody some the other day, I think it might have been Miss Ruth, I, I don't remember, who just said, I, I, I think it was Miss Ruth. Was it, was it Miss Ruth who received healing in her body? Miss Ruth who's walked with an issue for many, many years in her back, and this is her testimony. I should have asked her to give it to. She said, I'm sitting in church right here. I've had 20 plus years of back pain, and I'm during worship service, and she's going, Lord, I just, I'm just hurting so bad. And, and, and the Lord spoke to her and said, you've never asked me for healing. 
At the same time, Dwayne, and during worship, says, he hears the Holy Spirit say, after service, pray for healing for Miss Ruth. So Miss Ruth is going, you, you've never asked me. Dwayne at the same time is hearing pray for her for healing. After service, she runs up, grabs him. I heard the Holy Spirit. I've never asked the Lord. I'm going, ask him. And he says, well, the Lord confirmed because he told me to pray for you for healing. God heals her. She walking around. She used to walk with the, the walker and the cane, and now she will running around here like she's 20. The help has always been there. The counselor, the wonderful counselor. What will he look like? Number three, not only we just say he'd be a wonderful counselor, but he said he'd be a, a not a God. I, I don't need a God. I, I need a mighty, I need a mighty God. I, I need a, I need a Jehovah Jireh, my provider God. You, you, we're gonna, we're gonna need Je, Jehovah, we're gonna, Rapha. We're gonna need healer. This season that we're walking, we, Lord, now we need Jehovah Shalom. We need the peace of God. So you, 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 you see this God, and it's not just, uh, I don't know if you remember, in, in biblical days, there was a God for everything. You, you had to know what God you needed for what thing. And so, even some of our traditions today, you got to pray for this one or pray to that one or pray for whatever. You, how many of you know, I, I don't need a bunch of gods. I don't need to pray for uh, to a bunch of different things. I just need access to one. I need a God that is mighty, that is above all, all things. This is, the, this is what Isaiah is saying to you. Look, he's coming. He's coming. This is, what, what's, what is it? He's going to be a mighty God. I'm going to need, listen, you know what kind of God you need now? Maybe two years ago it was okay just to have, I just loved, no, 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 we, we, we need mighty now. You, you don't need mighty unless you're facing something that you go, we're going we to we gonna need mighty. We're, we're going to need red sea parting God. We're going to need manna from heaven God. We're, we're going to need the dead shall rise again, God. We're going to need resurrection, God. We're going to need a mighty God. Isaiah says, one is coming to you. Give him praise. You ought to give him praise. He's a mighty God. And I love this, number four. Then he goes on to say, he said, we're going to need a... He didn't say we're going to need a father. I'm going to need an everlasting Everlasting Father. That's one that was with us before and will be with us till the very end. I don't have to say to you, you already know the stats and statistics in the very community in which we live in. 74% of all children born at Opelousas General Hospital, born without 
a father. Seventy-four percent. We need fathers. Fathers is where the identity comes through. It's through the seed that the identity comes. How do you know that? Mary, who is going to give birth to this Jesus, was, was from the Holy Spirit, not from Joseph. The seed, the surrogate, the carrier of this, because it's, the seed came from God. It's the identity. I don't, I don't, I, I, I've got a pretty great daddy here on this earth, but he's not perfect. I've been a pretty decent father, but I hope William realizes I'm not going to be the substitute for who his everlasting father who will always, who will never leave him, who will never forsake him. I will let him down at some point and have, but I need a God that will always be there, an everlasting father. I need someone that's going to be with me, ride or die, beginning and end, walk with me all the way through, lead me through the valley of the shadow of death and hopefully to greener pastures and still waters. I need an everlasting father who will never leave me, who will never forsake me, stick closer than a brother. That's what I need. That's what Isaiah said is coming. An everlasting father. And let me give you number five. God knew that we would need peace. So he brought not just peace, he's the prince. The prince of peace. How many of you need some peace? Remember when your kids are growing up, I just need some peace and quiet. And quiet. That's, that's, in, that's in handbook 101 for parents. When you need peace, just, when you want them kids to shut up, just say, yeah, I need peace and quiet. Peace. Peace doesn't come from without. Peace can only come from within. If you're waiting for the circumstances to bring you peace, then you will never have peace. Peace has to come from within. It's a settling of something on the inside of you. And he's going to say, he's not just going to come and have peace with him. He's going to be the prince of it. That means it's found in a person. Come help me out, Victor, because I want to talk to you just for a moment about peace. God knew that we needed and we're going to need peace. So he's wrapping this gift up. In fact, let me show you Philippians chapter 4, verse number 7. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your... This is where it really got to guard, right? It's here. Guard your mind in Christ Jesus. Now watch, watch this, because you're not going to like what I'm going to say now. How many of you would like to have that kind of peace where you go... I got a peace that surpasses understanding, which means I, I understand what's going on around me, but yet I still have peace. 
So even, even the list of things that I listed, racial, political, social, meaning, and COVID, and amber, ambercron, and ming, and yang, and yang, which means, do you think God was surprised by any of it? Of course not. Is it possible that some of it has even been used by God to test where we are in our own heart? And cause you to run or to lean in? And he said, I'll give you a peace that surpasses understanding. It'll guard your heart, mind, Christ Jesus. So here, here's what, how many would like a peace that passes understanding? Let me see here. I, I just, Pastor, you, I want that. I want the peace that passes understanding. You ready? Here's how you'll get it. Then you have to give up your right to understand everything. As long as you hold on that right, I just need to understand, then you'll never have a peace that passes understanding until you come to the place to say, I give up my right to understand. What are we going to do? I don't know. But I know the one who's in charge. Remember when you was a kid, we used to sing an old song. Do y'all remember that? He's got the whole world in his hands. He's got the whole world in his hands. He's got the whole world He's got the whole world in his And then you made up all kinds of verses after that. He got me and little baby, little baby, and my cousin. In How many of y'all remember that song? <laughs> he got me and mama and grandmama and your cousin in his hand. Ought to be a kid again. Ought to trust like a kid again. To go, God's got it. Just say that God's got it. And when it comes on you, just give it back to him. Just say, Lord, I just give this to you because I can't. I, I just can't handle, I just, I just got, I got to get this peace. Watch what he says in, in the message, uh, Philippians 4 and 7. The message version says, the same, same translation, different, same verse, different translation. Don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Let petitions and praises Say that with me. Petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers, letting God know your concerns. Before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness or peace, everything coming together for good, he's working it out, will come and settle you down. It's fun, and it's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. Ooh. How are you doing on the petitions and praises? That's our part. That's our part in accessing this Prince of Peace to give petition and praise. Lord, can I talk to you about this? I, I just, I'm a little concerned. I'm a little worried. 
And, and, but I want to praise. I want to give you glory and honor. Thank you, God, that you're the Prince of Peace and there's nothing that you cannot do and nothing surprises you and you're not fearful or worried or anxious. Would you just give me your mind, the mind of Christ? And then the scripture says, and you'll start sensing and feeling it come over you. It'll just take everything down and you can go, Lord, I just give it all to you. The praise, the Prince of Peace. A weight bearer. You need a weight bearer? You need a spotter? He's going to be a wonderful counselor. A mighty God. A perfect Father. Everlasting Father. And the Prince of Peace. Can we just lift our hands right now all over this building and begin to thank him? No, no, look, look, look right here. Right here. Put your hand back down. I wanted to tell you something. I forgot. Have you ever given somebody a really, 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 really good gift? I mean, you, you, you thoughtful. It may have even been expensive. And you gave it to them, and they opened it, and their response wasn't equal to the sacrifice. And you're like, do you like it? Oh, yeah, I, 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 I do. I love it. And you're like, and? No, it's very nice. I mean, because you, you, you don't know what they went through. To, I mean, has anybody ever, I've received at least two cars that I know of. Two cars, like one parked in your driveway, not from Heidi. But someone just blessed us with a, an automobile. Okay. When I walked out and saw that, I got it on. You know, I mean, you, wow! I mean, it, it, should re, it should be equal. It should be equal. For God so loved the world that he gave his own son to wait bear for me to be my peace it's in him it's not in me to be an everlasting father that would never leave you or forsake you to walk through the valleys of the shadow of death epidemics and pandemics and omicrons and transformers and everything else that you walk through to walk with you through all of the seasons that you're in now and then he said, look, come to him with petition and praises. Can we just give God the praise that he deserves? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you that you love us. Thank you that you love us. You never left us, never forsake us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for forgiving every single thing we've ever done in our life. Throwing it into the sea of forgetfulness, remembering it no more, blessing us with things we do not deserve, the favor of God upon our life, setting before us a, a walk and a journey. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. I, I love this thought, and, and I, may, I may, this is free, this might be in 
the communion service. I don't, I'm not sure yet, but here's a thought that, that came to me yesterday. Herod, you remember when Jesus was born in Bethlehem, Herod was a king in Judah, and he said, oh, the wise man stopped by, and he goes, oh, let me know too so I can go worship. And y'all remember, he didn't really want to worship him, did he? What did he want to do? He wanted to kill him. And so, when, when Jesus, he, he, he kind of, he, when you start talking about Jesus, there's only three responses to Jesus. You can be like Herod and oppose him. In opposition of. I don't think any of you in here are in opposition of Jesus, or you probably wouldn't have come this morning. There could be somebody here, because you're here because Mama asked you to come, and you're in opposition. The second is you could be like a Pharisee. The Pharisees of the day, when Jesus grew up and started his ministry, the Pharisees, they would go, well, some would even call him teacher. Well, we, we see that you, you know, there is some attributes to you that are good. Basically, they just dismissed him. Didn't quite recognize him for what he really was. And that's a response too, isn't it? I mean, you, hopefully there could be some of us in here, you come to church more out of tradition than you do because you're serving and following this person named Jesus. And then there's the third response. The wise men who only had one when they saw him. You're the dude. Either we're going to oppose him Dismiss him, or you bow your knee to him, and he's in charge. Would you bow your head with me this morning? Would you bow your head to us today? I, I, I just want to make sure we're, we're here. Come on, God, thank you. I'm just reminding you. Isaiah is saying, hey, a gift is coming. A gift is coming. Just resetting our hearts back on the very reason for the season that we make sure that we're giving the appropriate praise and gratitude for the very gift that you are, Jesus. And maybe you're here today. Maybe you're here. You go, you know what? I, I have opposed him. We were all in opposition until we bowed our knee. Maybe you've dismissed him. And maybe today you're finally coming to the realization that you need to bow your knee to him. Most of us probably through the years fluctuated between bowing and dismissing. Forgive me for dismissing you at times, Lord, when I should have been bowing. Maybe you're here today and you don't know Jesus as your Lord, and I'm just going to give you the opportunity because we're all walking up to that manger again.
This is that season. This is where we all walk back in and go, there's the Lord. And may we all be like wise men and bow our knee, our heart, surrender it to him and make him the king. Set him on the throne of your heart. Jesus said you can't see the kingdom or enter the kingdom until you've been born again. That, that, that's, that's that bowing. That's the getting yourself off of your throne and saying, Jesus, I belong to you. You decide. I'm following you. He goes, Pastor, you, how do I do that? You've got to admit that you're a sinner. We've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23 tells us it is true. It is true. The prophet of the Old Testament would say there's none that's good, no, not one. That the heart is deceitfully wicked. For us to come to that realization and to admit it and go, that is true and that is me. And then B, believe that Jesus came. It's the very reason why we're celebrating Christmas. That Jesus came, not as the Savior, but as a baby. He came as a baby. And then would give his life to be the Savior. And then resurrect again to pay for the sins of the world. Why did he have to do it that way? Because sin has to be paid for or God wouldn't be a God of justice. He just decided to send his son to die in your place so that justice could be fulfilled so mercy could also be fulfilled. And you and I receive the mercy. God forgive us of our sin. And then see, confess him as Lord. That means make him the boss. If that's you here today, would you just, I'm going to pray for you and go, I need to be born again. I'm ready. I'm tired. I surrender. God's been after you a long time. I surrender. Today, I want to pray for you. Would you just lift your hand up high over the room and go, that's me today. I'm ready to surrender, to give my life to Jesus. Thank you. I see your hands. Thank you. Congregation, can we just add our voice to theirs? Would you say this with me? Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God. I believe that on the cross, you took my sin, my shame, and my guilt, and you died for it. I believe you faced hell for me so I wouldn't have to go, and that you rose from the dead to give me a place in heaven purpose on earth and a relationship with the Father. So today, Lord Jesus, I turn from my sin to be born again. God is my Father. Jesus is my Savior. The Holy Spirit is my helper. And heaven is my home. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we give God all the praise? Come on, thank you, the Lord, for the gift. Thank you, Jesus.